Hi, my name is Ava, and this is my life without pants. My name is Ava, and I am a vegetarian. This simple statement has raised more questions and concern about my life and my health than anything I could ever say about not wanting to wear pants, though that's quickly becoming a close second. And the truth is, my giving up meat story is a mundane one at best. One day, I ate a piece of chicken, and then decided that I would not be eating chicken or any other kind of meat again. That was more than six years ago. And yet, it's truly amazing how my family has managed to retain the same level of surprise every time I turn down a slice of homemade salami or grilled lamb on a stick. Because when you tell your Italian family you will no longer be eating spaducci by choice, you may as well be saying that you are abandoning your country, your last name, and your mom for a slice of white bread and an early death. But the beauty of being the sole vegetarian in a stereotypically large and imposing Italian family is that you have the opportunity to explain yourself in creative ways at every family function. No, it's not a diet. I'm doing fine without porchetta, thanks. Yes, you can make friends with salad. It's fun times, and they never end. I personally enjoy the refreshing lack of discourse around the varying degrees of a meatless life. Here, sweeping, catch-all terminology is key. A vegetarian is a vegan, and also Lisa Simpson. Just to confuse my family even further, I started eating fish a few years ago. I briefly entertained the idea of calling myself a pescatarian, but quickly gave that up when it ignited a moral debate about the ethics of eating food with souls. Everyone knows that fish don't have souls. And yet, in spite of all this... I wouldn't trade my big Italian family for the largest garden of sustainably grown, organic, and pesticide-free vegetables. In fact, I look forward to my uncle's summer barbecues and the frantic phone calls beforehand to discuss what exactly I can eat. I'll grill some corn. Can you have that? What about pineapple? The spicy sausage, no, right? And maybe, if you're lucky, you'll develop a gluten allergy as well so you can then watch your family agonize over what to serve you for dinner when all of their go-to options overlap in ways they can potentially kill you. Meatless lasagna? Non-breaded veal? It's pretty much the best time you can have when your only friend is salad. But being a vegetarian has shaped most of my life experiences in the last decade, as well as my identity. I remember when I agreed to cover a music awards show on Father's Day in 2012 for work. Yes, it meant not spending the holiday with my sick father, but it wasn't in favor of passing on something that I was already doing, spending regular quality time with my dad. Still, I was feeling uneasy about my decision when I told my family, including my dad, a few weeks before that I wouldn't be joining them for our Father's Day festivities. They took the news surprisingly well. Let's go for Mexican, said my downhearted brother Lucas. I'll make reservations, added my mom. Meat for everyone, confirmed my dad, in case anyone wasn't up to speed on the cause for celebration that having a vegetarian in the family rarely allows. Before I could get sentimental about missing out that day, my dad and the rest of my family rushed out the door to make their reservation and celebrate Father's Day in a way he hadn't been able to for years, a taco-filled day with his carnivorous family members. I took him for a vegan brunch the following weekend, and everything was right in the world again.
Part of me wonders what would happen if I decide to start eating meat again one day. Would my family rejoice and refer to my vegetarian years ruefully as that time in my life? Would they even notice if I casually took a bite out of a bocconcino wrapped in prosciutto and acted like it was a completely natural thing for me to do? I guess that option is always available should I decide to go down that path. But then who would I be anymore? You're listening to My Life Without Pants, and this is my life. I'm Ava Bakari. Hello? Hi, Mom. Hi, Ava. How's your, how's your morning been? Good. Just doing some cleaning and stuff. Nice. We just, finished, we just finished up breakfast. Um, we got up and then um, we had some fruit and I had bacon. Real bacon? Real bacon. I need to eat now, Mom. Bullshit. Clearly you've heard that my mom is so on board with the fact that I'm a vegetarian, but there might be one person who is still not on board with that, and that's uh, this guy right here, my brother Lucas. Do you remember that Father's Day when you all went from Mexican without me? Yeah, pretty clearly, actually. How was it different from any other Father's Day? Um, it was easier, a lot more convenient. Uh, most Father's Days, I remember, um, are quite a burden on the family because instead of worrying about the, the event, the... Uh, the center of attention, which would be our father, we're more preoccupied on where we're going to take Ava because she can't eat meat, and we find ourselves fighting and getting into arguments. This is uh, not a bloodbath. It's choosing a restaurant. In my opinion, I'm not a father. What the hell do I know? But I, I think that I'd like to think that Father's Day should not be a compromise for the father. Now, would you feel, you know, on your next birthday if we compromise that and we just Oh, let's do what Lucas wants to do on my birthday, probably not. I would want you to be happy on my birthday, and I'm sure Dad wanted everyone to be happy. He wanted me to be happy and to know that I could go somewhere and have a meal, which I think is the point of Father's Day. Sounds like a burden to me. You know, if I, if I uh, get be lucky enough to be a father one day, and my biggest concern is to make my daughter happy... Then you're a good man! ...makes me not happy on Father's Day, that's a pretty crappy situation to be in. I kind of hate my life. You should, because you're a terrible person. Well, I mean, life is about other people, I, I wish guess. you vegetarian children. Th- that That's not going to happen. You don't know. It's in your DNA. You don't know. You may have a sprightly, spirited, independent-minded daughter who chooses to not eat meat. Well, you know what It makes say, you a better person. They say everything and you skips a generation. So all i got to say is uh, God, pl- God bless my grandkids, because one of them might end up like you. They should but be so lucky. That will not be my problem. You like to stand out like a sore thumb, and you like to be a burden in every single family function. And every time we go to a birthday party, we have a family event, and we like to travel internationally. And you know, our relatives have to deal with uh, you know catering to your uh, food choices, dietary 
choices, then that's that's on you, man. That's I think it you. makes life more fun. My life is more fun. I think it makes the stories better. But the thing about stories is um, they all start with uh, terrible agony and they're terrible times that you don't want to relive. But once you're done, uh, the story is better. Basically, so, Tolstoy. Quick example, like you make a, mm-hmm. you know jokes. They say comedy is what's the what's the saying? Tragedy plus time equals comedy. So basically, all the events with you and how you ruin our family functions are tragedies. And then time is, you know, six months later. Oh yeah, that was kind of funny how we had that barbecue and like everyone was so stressed out for like days because they couldn't figure out what to feed Ava. And then uh, they had a terrible time that whole party instead of enjoying the party because they were trying to like Ava, do you eat this? How about this? Oh no, I touched the barbecue. I can't eat that. Oh well, how about this? And then uh, it was a really shitty night. But then, like six months later, like, oh man, that was so funny that time when Ava couldn't eat anything. That was so cute. That was adorable. Wow, let's all talk about this joke. So there, the theory of time has proven that that tragedy over lots and lots and lots of time actually becomes funny, and that's basically how your life is. It's a bunch of tragic events of you not being able to fit in with your Italian family that that cherishes. You know, things like meat, because that's part of our culture. We like to eat, and that's, you know, food is a big part of the Italian culture. And by you not partaking in these things, that really goes against our culture. And, and you know, especially very traditional Italians, um, they don't respect this new age uh, wave of people that defy the norms, social norms, because the Italians are also very traditional. And I think that uh, by you doing these things, uh, secretly you're inconveniencing people. But once again, as Italians, we're very nice people, and we're very accommodating people, and we do everything it takes to make you feel better, and at a big price. The price is sacrificing your own happiness. So, so let me ask you a question, Ava. How do you feel for the last seven years ruining everybody else's happiness because of your personal choice not to eat meat? It's it's very selfish, and the things that you've done to our family, like do you do you not notice this? Do you think? Oh, I'm just gonna be a better person one day for no reason, not eat meat. Like you think it's just something that uh, you know, it, it's not a big deal. But do you ever stop to think how we feel? I mean, you did touch about being selfish, but, but you know, your own family. What do we think about this? What do you say to that? First of all, I like to think that I am expanding your minds. I'm expanding the culture. I'm probably giving you a longer lifespan. I'm making you think more. Um, and I'm just entertaining. And I think that, you know, these stories that you talk about as tragedies at the time, these are the stories that you will remember. No one's going to remember your born gill sandwich. So, another question for you. Hmm. You said something very interesting right there. So you glad said, you took over this interview. You said, you did say there that um, you are providing a better life for us. Yes, you're welcome. By making us not do stereotypical things. Mm-hmm. So, so, can I just ask you, have you converted anybody in our family? Because you make it seem like... Oh, I'm not, here, I'm not preaching. I'm not here to convert and make other people adopt my lifestyle. Just that they're open to receiving someone in their lives with these food choices. That's oh, all. And what's associated with receiving someone in their lives with these food choices? I'm going to make an extra salad. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. Stress. Inconvenience, no, no, burden, not at all. Health. Better comes to mind. Um, health for who? Healthier options. Maybe your health is better because you're eating healthier stuff, but the person who has to make all these shitty options, their health is not great because they're stressed out. Oh, great, i got to make this terrible salad. Hopefully Ava eats it. Um, I'm pretty sure back in my meeting days, I would still like a salad with my veal. But that's because salad is a side dish, so, I mean, nobody really thinks much of a side dish. 
But what happens when the side dish becomes the main course? Stress, inconvenience, which you have done to the family in the last couple of years. I still think I'm making you all better people. Anyways, welcome to what my life is like at a family function. This is fun. Looking forward to the next birthday. It's going to be great. There won't be meat. It'll, it'll be just like the rest, the rest of the birthdays, Ava. So you say that you know my life now and it's this wonderful family joke. What was my life like before? Like, I don't even think I changed that much since I stopped eating, I don't know, steak or, you know, breaded veal or any of the things that we would have at a normal family function. I'm going to be quite honest right now. I don't think I remember you before you didn't eat meat. Dude, I used to have spaghetti and meatballs. I would have meat lasagna. I don't understand. Like, I was just like any other good Italian girl. I don't know. Maybe, I guess, when somebody becomes something that's so shocking, that's all you remember them for. And I guess you were just so regular before you became... That was like two decades of my life. And then it's just two irrelevant decades, I guess, because nobody remembers it. And uh, I think that, honestly, if you uh, became a regular person and just ate meat like the rest of the world, you'd be boring and wouldn't really have a way to uh, make all these jokes and make you part of the conversations and we'd just be like the regular families talking about the weather and other boring crap that nobody really cares about. So honestly, man, keeping you. Thanks for listening to this episode of My Life Without Pants, based on the blog, which can be found at mylifewithoutpants.ca. Coming up on the next episode... I couldn't believe what was happening. Did I just rear-end the nicest guy in Toronto who also happened to be young and attractive? Was this a meet-cute? Was my red lipstick still on? This podcast is produced and edited by Amanda Capito. The part of Ava was read by Jessica Waring, and the graphics were done by Channel 13. Special thanks goes to my brother, Lucas Bakari, and my mom, Anne-Marie DeLuca. I'm Ava Bakari, and if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes.